Oh, yes, people. It is time for a new echo chamber, right? And um, yeah, you know, we are drawing to a close on a year. Might come out, <laughs> you know what I mean, in 2022. Fuck knows, man. But as we do, we are going to start off, people, with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 24th to the 26th of December. So at number 10, it's A Boy Called Christmas by Jill Kennan. I mean... His parents must not like him to call him Christmas because that's a dumbass name. You know what I mean? But fuck it. All right. And number nine, people. It's that classic from old Chris Columbus and John Hughes. It's Home Alone. And it's the original. You feel me? Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern. John Heard, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, 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 it's the great one. Right? The second one is decent, though. Ain't gonna lie. Other than that, though, whoo, gets a little stinky, people. You know what I mean? All right, so at number eight, it's A Wonderful Life, you know, from Frank uh, Capra, which I still have never seen. Never seen it. You know what I mean? James Stewart and all that. It's meant to be a classic, but huh, I know, man. I don't know, right? At number seven, though, it is. It is a great film. John Favreau, it's Elf. You know what I mean? Will Farrell, Zoe Deschanel, James Kahn, uh, Bob Nesbitt. Yeah. That's a fun one, right? Ed Asner. At number six. At number six. We're going to look at it today. It's the new Disney. It's Encanto. And this is from Jared Bush. Uh, Brian Howard. Carissa Castro-Smith. They all directed and wrote the piece. So, yeah, that's our number six film. At number five, it's a film called 83, right? I have no clue what the fuck this is. <laughs> Ain't gonna lie. I don't know. Directed. I have no details for you people. But it's called 83. So, yeah. <laughs> At number four, though, people... It's uh, it's another Disney joint, right? It's West Side Story, the new film from Steven Spielberg. You got Anna Ansel Edgar, Rachel Ziegler, uh, Arena DeBose, right? And others, and others. At number three, people, it is Clifford the Big Red Dog, right? It's a live action of the animation. Was it a book as well? I think it may have been a book too, right? From uh, Walt Becker. You know, we got Darby Campo, Jack Weidel, uh, Isaac Wang, John Cleese, Sienna Gilroy, Tony Hale, and others, people. 
at number two. You know, it's a return to, um, you know what I mean? To a favorite, right? It's the Matrix Resurrections. Well, I mean, the original was great, right? The two that followed were kind of trash. But, you know what I mean? They're coming back for a fourth, though we only have one Wakowski on board, uh, Lana. You know, the other one, I forget her name. Yeah, she didn't come back. But Keanu Reeves did, along with Carrie-Anne Moss. You know what I mean? We got Jessica Henwick, uh, Christina Ritchie, um, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, Jada Pinkett. Whew! You know what I mean? I'll probably get to see it at some point. But the number one film, people... Of course, because it is the biggest grossing film of 2020, motherfucking one. Spider-Man No Way Home. It's the end to the trilogy. John Watts, hey, doing his thing yet again. You know what I mean? We got Zeander. We got Benedict Cumberbunch. Hey, we got Marissa Tomei, John Favreau, Jakey Simmons, William Dafoe, and of course, Tommy Holland, you know what I mean? Coming, swinging through as Spider-Man, people. So, there you go. That's our top 10. So, let us get into our films of the week, people. Let's go. Okay, people, it was going to be a solo Disney affair, but, yo, this cropped up. So, our first film is The Protégé. Hey, yo, so I was just about to post the episode, and then I saw this new film pop up, right? It's called The Protégé. The Protégé? I feel that's what it's called. Um... I think some places it's called the asset, but uh, yeah, it kind of I, I intrigued me when I saw who was in it. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it a go, gonna give it a go. So it is directed by Martin Campbell, you know what I mean? Um, written by Richard Wenk, uh, it's produced by um. Arthur Sarkisian, Rob Van Norden, Yariv Lerner, Chris Milburn, and Moshe Dimont. Cinematography is David Tattersall. It is edited by Angela M. Catazano. Music is from Robert, Robert? Ugh. Rupert Parks. <laughs> oh, I'm an idiot. Whew. Yeah. Um, you know, and whew, it's got a it's got a good cast, people, right? So we've got Maggie Q, she plays Anna Dutton, and um a we see a younger Anna in the film played by Eva Nogwen Forson. Uh we got Samuel Jackson as Moody Dutton, uh, Michael Keaton as Michael Rembrandt. 
Robert Patrick's in the place, yeah. Who I man, at first I'm looking at the guy and thinking, I know that motherfucker from something, but yeah, yeah, it was Robert Pat Patrick. So he plays Billy Boy. Uh, we got Patrick Malid Hyde as Vole, David Rintol, Rintol as Edward Hayes, Ori Pfeiffer as Athens. Ray Ferron as Duquat. Um, Caroline Locke plays Claudia. She's, hmm, I think she's like the housekeeper for Moody or like assistant PA for Moody, something like that, right? Um, we've got Florian Pizuk Jr. as Ram, Tudor. Chirini as Petru, uh, Velzi Binev as Don Prida, George Pisteriru as Valley, uh, Alexandro Borda as Anna's father, and Tanja Kila as Anna's mother. So, um, yeah. There you go, people. Now the plot is rescued as a child by let by the legendary assassin Moody. Anna is the world's most skilled contract killer. However, when Moody is brutally killed, she vows revenge for the man who taught her everything she knows. Bum, bum, bum. So though I I would as I said, look, I was intrigued, right? I was like, huh. That's a great cast, man. I, I enjoy these people's work. So, you know, let me give it a go. But, I, you know, looking at that synopsis, I was a bit like, huh, is this going to be like Kate? Right? Which I kind of feel Kate was one of them sleeper hits of 2021. You know, the Netflix joint um, with... Uh, Oh, Mary Elizabeth Wonstad, I feel. I think that that was the actress up in the space. But yeah, Woody Harrelson, I really enjoyed that film, right? And, um, you know, it sounds similar, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and there are kind of bits, like at the very beginning, and we, we you know, it's 1991, and we see this thing go down, right? Um. And yeah, that that you know, you do wonder, but you soon realize no, it's a it's a different film. It's a different film, right? Which you're like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. It's got a voice of its own. Um there are a you know, there are a few things like the whole thing at the beginning, you do there are questions like why, right? Why did this happen? Why is she in the spot? You know what I mean? Now, those things, well, why she's there, that does get answered towards the end. Though it, it still makes you wonder, right? There, there are still a few questions because it's just like, oh, if they've taken her, why not the other two kids? You know what I mean? Because I feel they're pedos, right? Well, I mean, they're killers, 
but with pedo tendencies. And it's just like, so I don't know if pedos have an age limit. You feel me? Right? So it's just a bit like, wouldn't you take the other kids too? Right? If if that if you're that way inclined. But you know, that's just a yeah. It's a it doesn't really matter, to be honest with you. But um yeah, we, we have a um there's a lot of action in the piece, but it's a it's a a, a kind of a slower moving vehicle than you know something like Kate, right? Which again, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. There are some scenes that you do think, eh, it's a bit long. That's a bit long. I ain't gonna lie. But the the stuff to kind of show, you know what I mean, the skills and all of that, that's pretty fun, right? We have a lot of fun stuff. We do get that whole crazy thing about, you know, the, the woman fighting off several people, which... I'm like, there's times where it makes sense and you'd be like, no, that, that scene I buy like in the, in the, uh, jail, I guess it would be right in the jail, that whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, you'd be like, yeah, all right. I get that. Yeah. I buy that. But when it's a scene with people hitting the girl, right. Hitting Anna, that, that's a bit harder to buy right just because there is a weight difference so however skilled you are taking a shot from someone so much bigger than you that's gonna do some damage right that's gonna slow you down you know but hey ho you know the for the for the most part i would say the action scenes are decent are decent you know um we do get other, there's some other bits in the thing that you've been like, ah, you know, it's like the first um, scene with Anna and Rembrandt. I don't really like, I don't really think it added anything to the film. You know what I mean? And you, it does seem like a wild, a wild coincidence especially when what is said later on, right? Because when you first see it, you think, oh, I guess this is a scouting thing or something, something, right? But then later on, it seems, oh, that wasn't the case. So then you're just like, why that scene? Like, what what was the purpose of it? You know what I mean? Um, then we get the, the restaurant scene, which, you know, it's just like, I've got my gun on you, you've got your gun on me, ooh, and you're just like, uh, come on, like, what are we doing? It, it, like, it doesn't really do anything. I didn't, I didn't buy the sex either. Like, because I think, why? Right? Why? Really? We believe in that character is going to get with that character? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But with all of this, you know, they do throw in a little plotty twist up in the spot. You mean like, okay, okay. And 
I I didn't mind the I mm, I guess the the friction in the camps because you kind of think that makes sense, right? In a in these sort of organizations, yeah, there's gonna be this. So that you know that worked for me. So mainly the beats of the story were they're not bad, right? They worked, you know. There was stuff they threw in that you're like, ah, you don't really need that. Like the whole biker thing to lead into the stuff and blah, blah, blah. You're just like, eh, this is just a bit, what are we doing? What are we, why do we need this? You know? But yeah, other than that, you're like, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. We, we do have that thing though, right? Where, um, you know, like in that synopsis, right? What's it say? What's it say again? It was along the lines of, yes, Anna is the world's most skilled contract killer, right? Now, <laughs> because this always happens in this film, right? Someone is meant to be the creme a la creme, right? The top shotter. And then they do shit that you're like, that's kind of sloppy, man. How the fuck are you getting caught out like that? Right? That makes no sense. Come on. You know? So we do get that scene, that obligatory scene thrown in. But um, it's not bad. Right? It's, it's, it's a solid, it's a solid watch, right? You're, you're, you're not going to be like, ugh, I wasted my time. What have I done? It, it's not that, right? So, it's a it's a decent watch. I um, yeah, it's just under two hours, you know. So I do think they could have cut it back a bit, right? Really, you know, tightened it. But yeah, it it, it it's decent. It was a decent watch, um. If you enjoyed stuff, if like Kate, you know, like Polar, um, John Wick, that kind of thing, I think, yeah, I think you will probably enjoy this. I wouldn't say it is as strong as those films, but it's better than stuff like Ava or Peppermint. Okay, so, yeah, if you enjoyed those films, you will really dig this. And if you liked, as I said, you know, Kate, um, Polar, John Wick, then you'll be like, yeah, no, it's not bad. It's not bad. So, you know, it's on Amazon. It's an Amazon original. So, uh, yeah, there you go, people. The protege might be your cup of tea. All right, people, up next, it's the first of our Disney duo. It is the Ridley Scott joint, The Last Duel. Yo, so I was really pleased when last the, sorry, the Last Duel came onto Disney Plus because it was one that I was, I was intrigued by. You know what I mean? I was like, yo. I, because, man, all, all, all that kind of, you know, period of time is very intriguing, 
right? The dueling and the, you know, the crusades and just all of this period. Whereas, you know, sometimes I kind of feel I would make a kick-ass night. Granted, I think people need to warn me when they're, you know, wielding a sword and whatnot. So, so I'm ready. <laughs> Otherwise, you know what I mean? I mean, I'd look pretty dashing in a suit of armor. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot with this film, you know, because everyone wants to say it was a bomb at the box office, which I feel is very ridiculous. Like, it's a ridiculous thing because it's during the pandemic, <laughs> you know what I mean, where people didn't want to go to the cinema, right? You, you have this big thing. Now, I think we probably would have seen a, a different response if it was duly, you know, released, right? If it was available to watch on Disney Plus when it hit the cinemas, you know what I mean? And I think that was a strategy that Disney wasn't necessarily doing with everything. They did it with a few things, not with that. Now, Scott may have been part of that because a lot of directors were, you know what I mean? I only want it in the cinema, which, you know, fair play. But yeah, the pandemic was the reason this film didn't make any, it, it's not the film, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I, it's very weird the way it gets talked about. But because of that, it was like, is it a bad film? You know, what, what the, what's the deal? Right. So, you know, Ridley Scott directs from a um, screenplay by Nicole Holfusner, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Now, it's actually an adaptation from the 2004 book, The Last Duel, A Trial, A True Story of Trial by Combat in the Medieval France. By Eric Jagger. So, um, yeah, you know, it's produced by Scott Holfensner, Damon, and Affleck, along with Kevin J. Walsh and Jennifer Fox. Cinematography is Darius Lwolski. It's edited by Claire Simpson. Music was Harry Gregson Williams. Um, with a whew, very good cast. I mean, so it, it was very kind of weird seeing some of these people, man. So Matt Damon plays Sir Jean de Carouge. Um, Jodie Cormer plays his wife, Margaret de Carouge. We've got um, Adam Driver as Jacques Leguy. Uh, ben Affleck is Count Pierre Delacon. Um, Harriet Walter is Nicola de Bucard. Uh, Alex Lufa is King Charles VI. Serena Kennedy is Queen Isabel. Uh, Martin Kuzakus is Crispin. Uh, Zelko Ivanak is Leku. 
Talula Haddon is Marie. Uh, Bryony Hannah is Alice. Nathaniel Parker is Sir Robert de Faville. Sam Hazardin is Farron de Bois. Michael Mokafaton is Bernard Leteux. Oliver Cotton is Jean de Carouge the third. Uh, Clive Russell is the king's uncle. Adam Nagastis is Adam Leville. Who? Uh, Bosco Hogan is a priest. Claire Dunn is Cecilia. Kanu uh, O'Malley is Elizabeth. And uh, MD Tayon Khan is Jack Smith. So the um the plot is this. Uh so you know, as as mentioned, it is based on a true story of France, a last trial by combat in the Middle Ages. Knight Jean de Carouge challenges his former friend Jacques Lagris to a duel after Jean's wife Marguerite accuses Lagris of rape. Ooh, dum 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 dum. And I think a big thing with this film is it, it's told in chapters, right? We have three chapters. So we get the story from um, Jean de Carouge's point of view, right? Then Jacques Lagrisse's point of view, and then a Marguerite de Carouge's point of view. So three kind of looks at these incidences. Well, and before all of this, like, so the film starts, right? And it starts with the beginning of a duel. But, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know at first, like, is this the duel or is this just, you know, showing what happens at this time period, you know what I mean? So we get this and... um yeah, then we kind of get into the story, which starts with a battle, and um, yeah, De Grisse saving the life of De Carouge, you know, um, and it is, it's very interesting, right, now, we know that Scott can tell these stories, right, because... Oh, I feel it was 2005, 2005, he did Kingdom of Heaven. Now, that, that was, again, about the French going to the Crusades. I, oh, I didn't like Kingdom of Heaven. Oh, I did not like Kingdom. I mean, Orlando Bloom, I think it did show his woodenness in acting. <laughs> that film and, the, you know what I mean, an elf is uh yeah that's kind of his thing right although later on he did play um a good role in um gosh i can't remember the netflix series but he, he he's in season one and he, he's he's decent 
He was decent in that, you know. But um, yes, Kingdom of Heaven, uh, and it and it felt long, right? And the funny thing is, this is actually ten minutes longer than Kingdom of Heaven, though I did find this a a better film, right? It, it was a better film, and just more interesting, right? Just seeing just the, the minutiae of what went down, right? I think a big thing here, like, it, it's some of the things that get said, it, it's just insane. Like, a, a baby can't be conceived via rape. which is just, and, and the thing was, it's just like, it, it's scientifically proven. <laughs> like, what? Like, what the fuck? You know, it just you you forget some of the nonsense that the, you know, these people would say, and just the beliefs, like um, oh, uh, you can only get pregnant if the woman has pleasure, <laughs> and you just think, um, yeah, a lot of these people ain't seem to be showing no. Uh, no fault on the woman, right? Now, we see um, the carouge, the way he gets down, right? But even, um, you know what I mean? Even the Gris, right? Who, the uh, Gris even, who is, you know, meant to be the ladies' man and everything like that. His kind of thing just seemed to be doggy, right? That That's it. Every time you saw him with a chick, he just spun, spins her around. It's just like, okay. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, it, it, again, like he's meant to be the ladies' man, but not really. You know what I mean? Not really. But uh, yeah, it, it's just interesting. Now, as we get the story from these three points of view, I think the, 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 the good thing is the stories don't differ a lot, right? It's just these a few key little points where things, you know, drift apart as they were, which, you know, that's good because I think, if the stories were crazy and different, you'd be like, huh, I'm crying. But having them, you know, just change some fits. And like some of the stories, you know, definitely, um, oh gosh, what's the word? Hmm. Well, they, they, um, you know, showed at certain parts were cor were correct really and in other bits of the story it's like looking at the body language and things like that that you see and be like well even though the other one didn't say it i think mean, that shows you know what i mean what went down right so you're you're watching it and you're paying attention to the detail and, and just seeing what goes down so from that point of view yeah, it, it, it's very interesting. Now, I will say, Matt Damon's facial hair is 
crazy off put it like it looks very peculiar <laughs> that, it looks very peculiar it really does <laughs> you know but the acting is decent the acting is you know good adam driver now he's not bad like, Adam Driver is a funny old egg, right? There's sometimes you see him in things and it's just a bit jarring, a little wooden. Other times, it, he can be very good. In this, like, there was periods where he's a little just shouty. And then others where, you know, it is a, definitely a better performance. So he's a little up and down. But Ben Affleck is very good. Right, Ben Affleck is very good as um oh fuck, what is uh homie's name? Um Count, yes, the Count Pierre de Alacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he kills it in that role, man. Um and, and Prince King Charles does the Sith, you know, he he uh yeah, that's a very good portrayal, you know. Um, so yeah, no performances and you do get a feel for the time, right? It looks good. And that was a big thing about Kingdom of Heaven. Kingdom of Heaven looked lovely, right? It, it felt very atmospheric and everything like that. It was just, it dragged, you know what I mean? It was the script that kind of was like, Ooh. um, now a, another great thing is the, the duel, is the fight itself, because whew, it's scrappy as fuck, right? They don't try and make it this really clean, crisp choreography. It's messy. And that's, yeah, if you're wearing armor and carrying these heavy motherfucking swords and shields and jousters, they weighed, man. These things weighed. Right, you're not getting this free flowing, you know what I mean? Like gymnastic kind of style choreography. No. So the fight itself was great. That that and oh, the end of it, you're just like, oh shit. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. So that was all very good. And I think it, it it's just the uh you know the um the mannerisms of the characters and especially at the end it really I think it it kind of justifies a one of the perspectives even more so you know which you're like okay okay but I do think an issue with the film is the chapters right although it's great to see the different perspectives that's very good but they are very long they are very long like the film is uh i think it's like two hours and 35 minutes you know what i mean so it, it, it it's not a short film and although, you know what I mean, as I said, look, it is very interesting, but 
yeah, I kind of do feel it probably could have been cut down a tad. You know what I mean? It, it does feel that it, it could have been cut down in places, right? Which I think would be beneficial. You know what I mean? I, I feel that would be beneficial. And I though I don't think that was as I said, it's COVID, right? That the length of the film wasn't a hindrance at the box office. That's straight COVID. But yeah, I just think as a viewing, you know, point of view, a little bit shorter, you know what I mean? Trim some of that fat, that would have been golden. But yeah, story-wise, it is very interesting, you know? Especially, you know, I mean, like just some of the facts, right? So it's like, what happens to the woman if, uh, you know, <laughs> her her dude loses the jewel? And you're like, wait, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Although, you know what I mean? Like, yes, granted, if, if someone lies, that's not a good thing, but the whole concept of, you know, God will prevail with the truth. And you're like, mm, <laughs> I don't know about that one, people. Don't know about that one. Though, right, although we get free um, perspectives of the incident and, uh, you know, what led to, I, I do kind of feel that the... Um, what actually goes down, I think we can all agree that what it was was what it was, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I mean, you, you need to watch it to uh, understand, but, yeah, there was some, uh, there, there was definitely some wrongdoing happening here. But no, I I did enjoy the last duel. I, I I thought it was, you know, just it looks good. Like the cinematography, the score, everything, yeah, added to a very well produced production. And as I said, look, far better than Kingdom of Heaven, people. Far better than that one. Um, so yeah, if you uh, you know have an hour, two hours and 35 minutes, and you, and you like your history, I, uh, I, I feel that you, you will um, find this compelling, you know, and the fact it's on Disney Plus, it means that, yeah, you, you know, you can take a break, right, you can take a little break, people, it's cool, but yeah, The Last Jewel, man, it's, um, you know, a good film. Okay, people, and let's close the show with a new Disney animation. It is Encanto. Okay, so I, um, yeah, I decided to check out this new uh, Disney animation, right? It, I haven't watched a lot of the new Disney stuff, though, you know what I mean? I've, I've thought about it, right? I, I thought, you know, Brave sounded interesting and Mu Moana, 
I feel it's Moana, right? And Luca. They, they look like different... Hmm. Like, uh, you know, different styles to what we'd seen in the past, right? Definitely mixing it up culturally, you know? But, yeah, I don't know, for whatever reason. I mean, there's a lot of shit to watch, you know what I mean? So, yeah, haven't got round to those ones. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this one. So, yeah, I checked out Encanto, which is directed by Jared Bush, Byron Howard, and Caris Castro-Smith. All three wrote the film as well. Uh, it's, you know, they all worked on the story along with Jason Hand, Nancy Cruz, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's produced by Yvette Marino and Clark Spencer. Cinematography is Nathan Warner, uh, Alessandro Giacchini, and Daniel Rice. It's edited by Jeremy Milton. Music is Jermaine Franco. And I think Miranda wrote um, some of the songs. Um, our cast, you know what I mean? It's a, uh, yeah, it was a good voice cast. So we had Stephanie Beatrix. She um, plays, well, voices Mirabella Madrigal, right? And um, Naomi Josefina Flores voices a younger Mirabella. Uh, we have Maria Cecilia Botero as Abalia Alma Magregal. Okay, the, uh, you know, the grandmother, the matriarch of the family. Um, but <laughs> she doesn't actually do the singing. Olga Merendez does the um, singing when Alma is required for that. Um, we have John Leguizamo. He voices Bruno Madrigal. Um, we have got Moro Castillo as Felix Madrigal. Um, doo -doo -doo. We have Jessica Darrow. As Luisa Madrigal, uh, you know, Mirabel's second oldest sister. We have Angie Sepida as Julieta Madrigal, Mirabel's mother. Uh, we've got Carolina Gatian as Peppa Madrigal. Mirabel's aunt. Uh, we have Diane Guerrera as Isabella Madrigal, Mirabella's um, oldest sister. Have Wilma Valderrama as Augustine Madrigal, Mirabel's 
Adad, uh, Adasa is Dolores Magrigal, uh, Renzi Felix is Camillo Madrigal, uh, Ravi Cabot Cognez voices Antonio Madrigal. Right, he's the um, young boy who shares a room with Mirabella at the very start of the film. Uh, we've got Maluma, who voices Mariano Guzman. Um, and Alan Tudyk is Pico, uh, a toucan. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Okay, so the gist of the film is this. Encanto tells the tale of an extraordinary family, the Madrigals, who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a magical house in a vibrant town in a wondrous, charmed place called an Encanto. The magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift from super strength to the power to heal every, every child except one, Mirabelle. But when she discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is in danger, Mirabelle decides that she, the only ordinary Madrigal, might just be her exceptional family's last hope. Bum, bum, bum. Now, one of the first things was, what the fuck is an encanto? <laughs> so I looked, right, and it, the translation is charm, right? Also glamour, spell, delight, joy, sweetheart, lure. Right? Galamor. So, yeah, magic, right? Magic. And, you know, I didn't know it was a musical <laughs> when I first started. But I will say, there is a bounce, right? There is a bounce. There is a funness to the song. So I didn't mind it, really. You know what I mean? And, oh, man, it looks so good. Oh, my days, it looks so just like the movement and everything from the characters. And then just the way the clothes flow, right? The skirts ruffle and just all of this craziness. And you're just like, damn, you know what I mean? It's just crazy how animation has just developed, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, looks-wise, it is sensational. Now, what I did find out is that they brought in choreographers from the Gideon. So when the animators were kind of, you know, working on the scenes and all of this, the choreographers, you know what I mean, would dare every step to, you know, add that little, hmm, you know what I mean, that vibe to it all. And they gave every single character their own kind of, dancing style and all of this which you do see in the film 
right? And maybe you can't, you know, name the dances, but it, it does add a richness to it all. It's very vibrant. You know, just the colors and just everything is very vibrant. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's good, man. I, I did enjoy it, right? Now, with the story, everyone's, you know, got this magical power and all of this, but, you know, Mirabella doesn't. So I, I think, you know, when you're watching it, you can, like, you see the themes, right? The themes that it's trying to hit on. You know what I mean? Like, hey, everyone's got their own strength. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that's, like, what at the core of this. Everyone has their own strength. And even though, you know what I mean, you might look at people and be like, oh, man, but they're very intelligent. Or, you know what I mean, oh, they're so sporty. They can do all of this and blah, blah, blah. Right, it is just like, yo, you might not, that might not be you, but you have something, you have something, right? You just have to find that thing. And I think that's that's definitely an important message. I don't think it was um, like too obtuse. You know what I mean? It, you weren't getting beaten over the head with it. it was, it's not like a fucking... Man, that He-Man series, you know, the one, the, the, the new one on Netflix. You know what I mean? I think the message is kind of, it's subtle. It's woven within the story, but I think it's there. You know what I mean? So little kids watching it, I think, that, you know, it's something they can enjoy. But hopefully, yeah, this message creeps into the cranium, you feel me? So I thought that was, yeah, I thought, oh, yeah nice okay okay but then also right you have these characters and you know they're, they're depicted as having all of this power and all of this right like uh louisa louisa i feel it's louisa or is it isabella um isabella even right she's meant to be perfect and she creates flowers and just all of this but it then it's still like the the people who you perceive to be perfect have those inner worries right a bit like um her her other sister um gosh the fuck is the net Louisa? I think yeah, Louisa, who's the, the the strong one, and yeah, even though you know Isabella's meant to be perfect and Louisa's all strong and blah blah blah, like they still have these you know thoughts of not being good enough and not being perfect and or oh, is this the only way I'm perceived? right, so I have to be this, without this, I'm nothing, right, and I think that is just an, is an important thing, right, because I think, you know, with social media, people look at that, and, you know, you have people, I say kids, but adults too, you feel me, like, I know plenty of adults that look at it and be like, oh, but everyone's, you know what I mean, but they, and people look at it and feel, oh, everyone's living their best life, and blah, 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 but it's just like, yo, beneath the surface, those little legs are kicking, 
You know what I mean? Those little legs are kicking, man, like a fucking swan. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, the, these, I feel these are good messages to kind of put out there. And yeah, as I said, look, it's not kind of hitting you over the head with it, but it's within the story. So I feel, you know, you should be able to pick it up unless you're a dumb dumb, you know. <laughs> Uh, oh shit but uh hey the, the the one thing though right they they do do that thing where although they they've depicted these characters in a way that they're not necessarily skinny waifs like you see in those old school Disney shit, like Snow White, you know what I mean, like Snow White don't eat no fucking fatty foods, you know what I mean, she's some rake, but, so this one, they look more natural in that respect, but, it, 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 it there, there's, you know, not much difference in the body types, right, and, there's no real plain, <laughs> there's no real plain or ugly people, you know, and they do that thing with Mirabella, like, yeah, put glasses on the, put glasses on her, right, so, oh, you know, the other sisters are really attractive, and blah, 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 and she's got glasses, and crazy hair, and it's just like, oh, why, why, why? You know what I mean? You know, you watch them those old like fucking films. She's all that and shit like that, right? And it's just, you know, you, you, you stick dungarees and glasses on a character and then at the end when it's just like, hey, but I think you're beautiful. And they take the glasses off and put them in a dress. And it's like, ah! You know what I mean? So they, they do do that thing. They do do that thing. Which is just, ah! Come on, come on. We need to stop this shit. But, but, I'd say other than that, yeah, this this is a very enjoyable film. I, I think it, you know, hits the right messages. The songs are fun. It's vibrant. It's a joy to look at, you know? And the story's pretty decent. I mean, as I said, it's this, it's this journey of discovering of finding oneself, finding your hidden talents, your hidden strengths, and then other people just accepting, you know, your differences, right? That's the thing, accepting the differences and stop judging or holding on to shit, because when you're doing that, you're not able to see the joys of what's in front of you, you know? So, yeah, it hits all of those things, and, hey, it's nice, you know? It's nice. So, not a bad effort for what is the 60th animated film from Disney. Man, you know what I mean? It's a lot of my fucking films, man. But, yeah, people, if you like your Disney shit, then I think Encanto will make you smile and feel all joyous and fluffy and...
people we're drawing to a close on another episode there's you know as you might imagine there's not really a lot of shit going down you know I mean? news wise though one thing i did find interesting right because france and canada i mean there's been cinema closes and all the restrictions and everything like that but both countries are banning food in the screens which it does feel like something that you're like yeah i mean it kind of makes sense right because you gotta wear a fucking mask right it's like going to a restaurant where you sit at a table take the mask off but if you need to go to the toilets or walk somewhere you gotta put the mask on makes no sense right so if you gotta wear a mask in the screen but you can take it off to eat popcorn, right? Or, or drink or, you know what I mean? It, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that they banned in-screen food. I do kind of feel if everyone is vaxxed, why are we wearing masks? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, none of it really makes much sense. But, yeah, there you go, people there you go now obviously hey you know i mean more news more shit will be coming 2022 and um yeah we we've got plenty trust me i there's so many films sitting waiting to be viewed right now so i'm gonna go and maybe you know i mean start on those already we've got a, a nice little interview you know what i mean waiting waiting to drop uh, probably next week yeah definitely next week actually so people we are gonna start with a bang and trust me man things are gonna be moving you know what i mean you're gonna see some changes for the good for the good people so until then enjoy your film watching peace happy new year too motherfuckers <laughs>